0: Today, this scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing. When I pondered over this scripture for today, I was struck by those to whom this good news is addressed. The poor, the captives, the blind, and the oppressed. And then it reveals what is God's desire and His action toward these groups of people. It can be summed up by the word mercy. And when Jesus says, Today this scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing. He is clearly saying to them and today to us that He is the one who is going to bring that mercy to these groups of people. And as we read the Gospels all together, it becomes very clear to us that Jesus is the love of God incarnate that comes to us in the form of mercy, a mercy that comes into a fallen, broken world. When I was a child and a young adult, I used to sit in the church and listen to this reading, and I did not think it applied to me. I am not poor. I am not a captive. I am not blind, so I thought. And I am not oppressed. It is so sad when a person is in a place or comes to a place where they do not believe and they wrongly think that they don't need Jesus, that they don't need the mercy that He came to bring. But if we look at this gospel in the light of the deeper problem of the heart that we call sin, we begin to realize that this gospel is addressed to everyone, to you and to me. Blessed Mother Teresa would often say, that the greatest poverty is the spiritual poverty that is brought about by sin and its effects in our life. Sin impoverishes our life and our hearts in many different ways, especially by diminishing our capacity to love, which is the greatest source of joy in our life. And so when Jesus says, I came to proclaim good news to the poor, we are the poor, impoverished in various ways by our sin. Another effect of sin in the world and in our life is that It holds us captive. It has this power to enslave us. There is an attachment and an affection for sin that holds us bound. And so when Jesus says, I came to proclaim release to captives, sometimes, We are those captives that need to be released. Another effect of sin is blindness. Sin has a way of blinding us to be able to recognize how God is working in our life and in the life of others. It blinds us to being able to see what is truly good for us so that we can make better choices in life. So when Jesus says that I came to open the eyes of the blind, sometimes we are the blind ones and the eyes of our heart have become blurred. Blurred. And there is nothing more oppressive than sin. In all the different ways that it places further burdens on our hearts and on our minds. And it makes our life so much more heavy. And so when Jesus says, I came to free the oppressed. Sometimes we are the ones feeling the oppression that is brought about by our sins. The good news, my dear sisters and brothers, is that Jesus is truly with us, and He has promised to remain with His church until the end of time. And he is the one who can and desires to bring mercy to all of these areas of our life. It is very fitting that our Holy Father, Pope Francis, has proclaimed a jubilee year of mercy. And this is primarily for a twofold purpose. That first of all, we ourselves open our lives and allow them to be further and more deeply transformed by the mercy of God that we receive. And, and the second part is that we then become part of transforming the world by the mercy that we bring to it. For this purpose, I'm going to give you a sneak preview of what we are going to be doing this year together. This year of mercy is the first of our seven-year vision. And what we're going to be doing this year is focusing on different aspects. First, with regard to receiving mercy ourselves. We are going to talk about things like, what is conscience? Because there are many misunderstandings about what conscience is and the role that it plays in our life. We're going to talk about that uncomfortable human experience of guilt. What is healthy guilt? Because there is a lot of unhealthy guilt in our lives and in the world. We're also going to look at that painful reality that we call sin and the different ways that it hurts us and harms us, but how God helps us to overcome it. For that reason, we will talk about the different ways that God, God's mercy comes to us to help us deal with the sin in our lives. Prayer, the Eucharist and the Mass, and especially that sacrament that God Himself has instituted and given to us to especially help with the reality of sin, the sacrament of reconciliation. As we know, this sacrament is the one that people struggle with the most. And if I was in a Baptist church right now, you'd all be saying, Amen, brother. That is so right. Why did God give us this sacrament? How is it a gift for us? And then to be able to talk about all the different challenges that people experience that keep them away and prevent them from benefiting from this gift from God We'll also talk about how the mercy of God heals our hurts and our wounds. We'll be talking about different kinds of prayer by which God powerfully works to more deeply heal the wounds that we still carry in our hearts, either because of my own personal sin or because of the sin of others toward me that have left scars. Then, and the key here is all of this will be looked at through the lens of love and our relationship with God and with one another. Then we'll look at the second part, which is how we can be instruments of mercy in the world. Remember in your catechism class, the corporal and spiritual works of mercy? How many of you could tell me what they are? Don't worry, I won't ask you. But we'll be spending time talking about the corporal works of mercy. Feeding the hungry, giving drink to the thirsty, clothing the naked, sheltering the homeless, visiting the sick, visiting the imprisoned, and bearing the dead. And I'm going to add another one to that list. And that is the mercy that is shown in protecting and respecting all human life, especially the most weak and vulnerable among us. What does mercy look like in a culture that is losing more and more its respect for life. What does that look like? Then we'll look at the spiritual works of mercy, counseling the doubtful and confused, instructing the ignorant, encouraging sinners to deeper conversion and renewal, giving comfort to the afflicted, forgiving the offenses of others who have offended us, bearing wrongs patiently, and praying for the living and the dead. We will also have a special Lenten series where we'll be focusing how the sacraments are ways that God shows His mercy to us and how they help us to live in that mercy. So these are just some of the things that we will be reflecting on together. I'll end with this thought. God's heart is an ocean of mercy. And God in Jesus has opened the gates of his heart because he wants to flood the world, your life and my life, with His mercy. And let us enter this year of mercy with faith and hope that God can give us a greater forgiveness, that He can bring us to a greater freedom, and that He can more deeply heal the hurts and wounds in our life. Amen.